0: Our very first guest on the Horned Deer Sense podcast is a local guy by the name of Anthony Ellis. Now, Anthony, he's a very passionate, very accomplished turkey hunter. And, you know, I know it's deer season and we'll definitely be catching up with Anthony as turkey season gets closer. But I just really fell in love with his story and thought it'd be a good way to kick this thing off. Anthony, you know, he's very well known in the turkey hunting community, but what a lot of people don't know is he didn't start hunting until he was 25 years old and he's just, you know, dove in head first. At one point, Anthony accidentally divulges one of his uh, honey holes and actually asked me to go back and edit that. So, you know, like a tr- turkey hunter would, but when you hear the beep, that's actually he or I uh, say the name of this particular spot. I really enjoyed the conversation with Anthony, and I hope you guys do too. Welcome to the Horny Deer Sense podcast. I'm your host, founder of Horny Deer Sense, Scott Pratt. In this podcast, we connect with personalities across the outdoors, sharing hunting tips, reliving old hunting memories, and discussing life in general. Our goal as a podcast and as a company is to bring new hunters into this great lifestyle and to help keep the ones that we've got. So settle in, hang out with us for a little while on the Horny Deer Sense Podcast. Anthony Ellis. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the House of Horny, brother.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate Happy
0: to be here. I appreciate you coming out. I know everything that you've got going, even just carving out this amount of time. I truly am appreciative of it. So uh, I'll try, I'll try to get through this and uh, not take up just the rest of your evening. We'll make me. it count.
1: We're good.
0: So one of the reasons that I wanted to bring you out, I know, yeah, you know, you're more into turkey hunting than deer hunting. It's it's deer season but when we started you know the the name horny deer sense it's a funny name It, it does get attention particularly with younger people so one of the opportunities that we saw going into it was to bring younger people into hunting and that's always a goal but your story was interesting to me i didn't know this until just a couple three weeks ago you didn't start turkey hunting until you were like twenty five years old, oh, yeah. right? yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I didn't, I didn't do n- nothing hunting at all till my really? 20s. yes. You
0: grew yes. up. In, how do you grow up in Murray County <laughs> and not shoot something <laughs> before you My Dad six? never hunted.
1: Uh, my grandpa never hunted. Now my great grandpa on my grandmother's side uh, did some hunting, and my uncle picked it up. And I kind of, I would say I got it more from my uncle uncle steve then gotcha and uh when i started hunting like later on in life uh, so was he
0: more of a turkey hunter too
1: no no he was a deer hunter now i called in his first turkey
0: really sure did that's cool
1: yeah but he he deer hunted for years uh i really started when my first son was born i just seen the relationship that he had with his son every year they go on hunting trips you know it's always something they always come back and do together i thought that would be something good to pick up when
0: my son got older, just something to bond with. So your son now, where's his interest? Is, is he still... Do y'all Basketball, still have that? football. Right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but he still, he'll he li- come back. He likes
1: to start Yeah, we, yeah. We, we go on trips, try to go somewhere every year. And, uh, and he, he goes a good bit.
0: Yeah, because... So we actually went to high school together. And I remember, you know, in passing, you know, different times that we connected. But I didn't know you well. You know, we're different crowds, but i knew at that time like you you had a band in high school oh yeah uh i just remember you you looking like a middle middle-aged man riding around in a, a, a convertible corvette <laughs> right yeah oh, yeah. oh <laughs> you, yeah you look like a like a rolling midlife crisis
1: <laughs> yeah it was a uh, high school was interesting uh but yeah we, we played music and i never never really got into hunting i, I got into rock climbing uh, with your brother-in-law
0: <laughs> after music he's the one that told me because yeah. it, it it really shocked me when because you know we're out right on the back porch and we're just kind of hanging out and i tell him i said hey anthony's gonna come over and do a podcast with us and so we just started talking and he's like you know he didn't start hunting turkey till he was 25 years <laughs> and it it blew my mind just having seen what i've seen as far as everything that you do in and around turkey and we hadn't even talked about the turkey calls that you make. I'm going to save those, you know, for later on in the conversation. Right. But you're so deep into turkey hunting to hear that you had started when you were 25 years old. It really blew my mind.
1: I, I, my, my first memories of turkeys, uh, I remember, I don't know, if I was proud to be, you know, four or five. I was with Steve down at Ball Ground uh, riding around. And I remember seeing turkeys in the tree. I'm sure that we jumped up, spooked them. I don't, I don't remember why we were there, but that intrigued me. I didn't know turkeys could fly, then, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah. as a kid. And I, that memory always stuck with me. And, uh,
0: and how old are you at this point?
1: Uh, probably four or five. Oh, okay. I, I was pretty young. And, uh, and and turkey hunting was always a little interesting to, interesting to me, but I never got into it till later on.
0: There's more music. And... Yeah, yeah. What, so what, how did it come about to where you actually took that, the leap into it? We
1: bought some property up at the foot of the mountain off Haskell Mill Road. We bought 15 acres and I I put a trail camera out and got some pictures of turkeys. And uh, I thought, I might try to go turkey hunting my, my, my first hunt was a turkey hunt
0: gotcha and uh so when you started was there that person that kind of guided you through it or was it just I don't a, know, it was a all bunch mean. of trial I, and error and
1: my uncle steve he, he he would go every year a few times but he really didn't know he had nobody to show him and uh, he never had much 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 success but we went that first year and he, he showed me what he knew but he, he never killed killed a bird at that point either
0: what did he know? <laughs> he
1: just knew to go and listen for dirt. I remember the first one we heard gobble. Uh, we just we froze and just sat down. You know, I mean, of course, yeah, that, that bird was long gone. You know, we, so and when we, we called to it, <laughs> not
0: to directly interrupt your story. So I started hunting at an early age, but I only recently started turkey hunting, like a few years ago. So when you talk about hearing that first gobble in the woods. I remember distinctly the first time I heard that. Uh, I, I was with my cousin Jalen, and he had been turkey hunting for a few years too. Neither one of our dads really turkey hunted; they always deer hunted. So it was, you know, deer on the brain, you know, this time of year, and then spring was fishing. Never really got into turkey hunting, so he gets me going with him, and I can take you. I guarantee you, I could put you within fifteen feet of where we were standing when I heard that but it was just like immediately we looked at each other and we both have these wide <laughs> eyes like, Oh my God. Cause we've been going out multiple mornings and not hearing anything. You know, we were hunting public property. So we we're working our ass off and then we hear that gobble and then, you know, we didn't get the bird, you know, we we tried to maneuver around and come in behind it and all the, the things that you do. It didn't happen, but, it was almost the equivalent of seeing a deer when you go hunting. I feel like if I go deer hunting and I see a deer, that's a that that's a good hunt. Yeah, that, that's that, a good that's success. Oh yeah. If I go out and I hear a gobble, that I take that with me. That feels like you know it's not a bird, but I feel like something's been accomplished. Right, right. So, so go on. Oh yeah. Over, over
1: that part, first gobble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and that that really that really hooked me. Uh, I can remember the first turkey I called in at same spot. We not far behind your house. We were...
0: I want to... So... <laughs> but this coming turkey season, I want to get with you back here. So so you know, everybody that's listening, my backyard is literally the Cahutta Wilderness. And Anthony's had a lot of success on this huge track of protected land <laughs> behind the house. <laughs> So this coming spring, no joke, I, I I want to get back here and learn more about it. But to hunting anything in the mountains is different—deer, turkey, whatever. It it but I, that's something that I need to add to the toolbox.
1: Yeah, it cuts a lot of folks out, though. Those it does. Folks, those you got to work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying no more places now <laughs> <laughs> that I think about it. <laughs> So that, that's, but, but yeah, that's we, probably very uh, smart uh, that's what we heard I heard my first gobble and I, I went back of course that we, we went. That, we, we hammered that spot the rest of the year and uh, I remember I went and sat up and just sat down and just dry called and uh, called in a hen of course I'm putting my gloves on you know look, looking around there's a hen and of course she sees me and turns and goes of course. right away you know of course I still sit there but uh that next summer, I, I was bound and determined to kill a turkey, so I got every book I could find on turkey hunting, and and read all, all I could read, and did a fair amount of scouting, and went to the next season, opening weekend, me and Steve went, uh, opening the morning. I heard a gobble, set up on the turkey, and called him in, and thinking back now, of course this is pre-tungsten, pre TSS, right. you know. I think we were shooting Nitro Remington from Walmart, you know. But we probably called that bird to probably forty-five yards, thinking back, and probably could have killed him, but I didn't know then. But that bird came in goblin. Uh, we could just barely hit. Hear it, hear him. He was three or four ridges over. We eased over to him, set up, and uh, the bird come up across the road. It was just down there, kind of half strutting that's awesome and he came around uh didn't ever get on him he left i came back the next day and i sat in that same spot never heard nothing and we'd scouted another place that 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 day before after after we got on that bird and found a lot of scratching and that's where i killed my first turkey that that opening opening weekend of that second season Uh, so the second
0: season you take your first bird and you're how old
1: i would have been 26 yeah 26
0: that's a yeah. that's
1: and that, def, that definitely hooked me after that
0: <laughs> from what I gathered usually about the third season is when it all comes together so you were a little bit ahead of the curve and this was on where was this you it's don't some, have to be so specific but like, the
1: forest on the south end of the county
0: really yeah
1: it was mass mountain
0: how did mountain,
1: it go down uh, we we walked back in this area the week before, or the, I'm sorry, the day before, and um, I think we seen scratching um, a fair amount. Never didn't didn't hear no turkeys. I was getting ready to go home. I sat in that spot where we called the dirt, bird the day before, and uh, till probably ten. I, I eased on back to that spot before I went to leave, and of course then I carried you know. I had twenty five turkey calls, you know. Yeah. I had everything Walmart <laughs> had to offer, you know. I <laughs> I, know. I, I just clapped I and do cleaned, know. And, and I hit every call I had on me. And I remember I had a double stacked Primo's mouth call, and I cut on that thing, and two two turkeys gobbled about two hundred yards away. So I just I just sat down, you know. I didn't know to go to them. I hadn't learned all the lessons yet.
0: Hey, I've been there, uh, like recently,
1: but. They were straight the road curved around, they were straight ahead. I thought they'd come straight to me. I, I didn't know nothing about turkeys then. Well they, they go up the ridge and walk the road like they do, you know. Uh, like like a normal turkey would.
0: But you don't know this at the time. But
1: the road is behind me. I'm ten foot down the bank. And they they come up this road, I'm like they're gonna walk right behind me. I'm never gonna be able to see them. Luckily they came through a window in the trees. I saw the first one's head. The second one popped through, and I threw a pop shot. He rolled down the hill, so I ran over to him, and he's still flopping. And I was almost—he was—he was a dead turkey. I, right. I, I was about to shoot him again. I thought I didn't—I didn't think he—I didn't think I got him good. I thought I right. had to put him down again. So. Uh, it was definitely memorable.
0: So, and. when – one of the things that makes this situation really cool, so our videographer extraordinaire is a guy by, by the name of Tyler Ellis. He's a local, I'm going to call him a gentleman. <laughs> he's a local gentleman. But, you know, he's not 25. He's a little older than 25. But, he, you know, he's someone that loves the outdoors, but has never been around that person that really exposed him to honey. Yeah, you know? right. So, you know, us starting the podcast and Tyler coming in with a video. You know, when I was thinking, when especially when John mentioned my brother-in-law, John, when John mentioned that you started hunting turkey at 25, like this is, I think this would be a conversation that Tyler can take take something away from. Oh you yeah, know? like oh, it's yeah. never too late to start.
1: Yeah, definitely. If you like the outdoors, like I, I used to, I rock climbed for several years, and. And it was, just, it was an easy switch from climbing to, to hunting, you know, just being in the woods. You know, yeah. Being outside.
0: An excuse to be That's it. in the woods. Uh, it's, um, I can tell, you know, not just deer season. I can tell throughout the year when right. I'm not getting that exposure just outside right. that, that I'm needing. Whether it's fishing, hunting, scouting, whatever. Like, there's a very it's a very real release. You know, It kind of, it keeps you centered if you can, if you can do it. Um, that's one of the things. So horny deer sense, you know, I went through a, a, a divorce, right. And so, you know, kind of after that, I didn't hunt or do anything for, for a while. You know, I, I ended up moving to Atlanta, ended up moving out to Dallas and had stepped more into a corporate type of environment, you know, and really didn't think anything about hunting. Well, you know, how life does, yeah you know, it changes, you know, but I ended up back home at some point and, uh, I'm so glad that it worked out like that because you don't realize what you're missing. You know, like you just get consumed and your mind gets blocked off, but you know, at this point the thought of concrete gives me anxiety oh yeah oh, you know? yeah, oh, yeah.
1: I, I couldn't I couldn't do it now, <laughs> yeah.
0: it, it honestly it a ama- looking back which it was a little different too you know going through divorce and all that right. other stuff you know you're, you're not really yourself for a little while but Looking back in you know, some of the the environments that I was in and just the circles in general it, it it's it's almost dumbfounding you know what I mean but to be back you know in the area that I grew up in to to be back out in the woods and just be exposed to nature again, you do find yourself oh yeah, you know like I've worked out so many life problems life issues on a deer stand oh yeah you know you can't you can't escape your your thoughts you know you (laughs) you have to face whatever it is that's coming you know
1: yeah you're not staring at a phone or the tv you can't distract
0: yourself you know and uh which i know you got cell phones and you you can do all that but you're not really hunting if no, if no. that's going on. That's one thing
1: I I I turn that phone, put it in my pack or vest.
0: Yeah,
1: I might take it out to see the time.
0: Today's horny story comes from Connor Elrod from down here in Chatsworth, Georgia. I had put three cent wicks in a row on the right hand side of the field I was hunting, all dipped in D harmony rub blend. I also sprayed down my boots and walked across the field to the stand. About 20 minutes before dark, I saw a deer walking through the scent He then ran out into the field, nose down on the line that I walked in on. At about 80 yards, a deep grunt stopped him long enough for me to get off a shot. He ran about 10 yards and folded up. He was extremely interested in that D-Harmony rublin. This experience made me a true believer in horny deer scents. Really do appreciate that, Connor. These stories, they never get old. If you've got a similar one, uh, we'd love to potentially use it on the podcast. You can shoot it over to info at hornydeersense.com. Thanks again, Connor. You know, and for people looking to get in to whatever sport, whether it's turkey hunting, whether it's deer hunting, I want them to know other people have had to start later in life oh yeah you know without yeah. somebody saying this is how you do this this is how you do that like there's people that you know have had an interest and you know just dove in head first like yourself
1: yeah, what i've seen especially with several call makers that that started hunting later on they, they turned fanatical right you know i guess just seeing what the what they were missing <laughs> absolutely yeah i wish i would have started a lot a lot sooner
0: well, you've you've made some waves since you started. So, and I'm glad we're doing video because my wife actually bought me one of your calls as a wedding gift. And when she gave it to me, my first thought was, and this was the day we got married, right? Yeah. But my first thought is, however this goes, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That is... My first thought was, this is the woman I knew I was marrying. (laughs) But seriously, I knew that whatever case, and I'm going to break this, I'm going to break it out because I was so, when she gave it to me, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, when I took this out, I couldn't believe it. Like, the fact that you made this, I absolutely, I had no words. It's exquisite. I you go from never hunting turkey <laughs> until you're 25 years old to making these trumpet calls. Co- and if I'm not mistaken, the ivory on this. That
1: is mammoth. Mammoth. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just, and I hope. I don't know where I need to hold this for Tyler to get a good shot of this, but it's just absolutely immaculate. Thank you. And so look, I've actually uh I've cleaned this particular call. The last time I practiced was pre COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but if you wouldn't mind because Tyler, well, before you got here, Tyler was like, you know, how do you do it? And I'm like, I've practiced, but I can't do it justice.
1: Yeah, of all the turkey calls, this, this is probably one of the hardest to learn.
0: I do practice. Don't be disappointed in me. I do practice. <laughs>
1: and indoors, it's not going to have the ultimate sound. Hey, best sound. will you gave me a beer? play much lately either.
0: (laughs) Look, if you'll just practice like I do, you'll get there. But no, hey, (laughs) that sounded legit. Thank you, sir. But, and that did sound, you just made me realize how little progress I've made in my practicing, (laughs) if I'm being honest. But, as far as Well, even, even the call, even the ability to call like you call, you've just really crammed a whole lot. And here's the thing from the people that I talk to and I know you, but I don't know you know you, but everybody that does know you, you're kind of a jack of all trades, but instead of master of none, you've mastered all of them. I don't know about that. No, I'm not kidding. The turkey calls, uh, even like when it comes to like automobiles, cars, whatever, like pretty much anything that you touch, you have, you have, and don't be modest, but you have a a focus that's not common. Everything that you touch, you take it to a, a really high level. And when I saw that turkey call, that was my first thought. Was, what What can this guy not do?
1: I, to, I get a little obsessive.
0: <laughs> no, it, it was just absolutely immaculate. And kudos to Emily, you know, my wife, for even thinking about that. Uh, you know, after so we actually you know we got married just over a year ago. Uh, you know, we celebrated our first anniversary just a couple of weeks ago, but when she broke that out absolutely surprised had no idea that was coming and a lot of it was because you know i had found the obsession that you found right You know, and i always had people telling me uh, how much i would enjoy it if i would actually get into it
1: i don't when i talked to her i was almost going to suggest well i can make him a grunt call you know i didn't know how much you turkey hunted can you make a grunt call i'll make it yeah a few i don't i don't advertise it but
0: uh, I'll I'll buy a grunt call. Chris has got one. Does he yeah, really? Yeah, I Chris has got. Make one. me a grunt call. I'll, I'll make you one. Hey, but, make a horny deer scent grunt call. There you go. And then we'll sell them. There you, go. there you go. But go
1: on. But um, back to ease of play. I brought you something you might to use a little quicker than the trumpet. Oh shit! <laughs> I got
0: you a box. So Tyler. That's what a that's what was that's, that's what, what turkey calling was supposed to sound like <laughs> oh shit dude I can I can definitely handle that So and here's the awesome thing about turkey hunting For those that are listening that have thought about getting into turkey hunting Both of us wish we had done it earlier in life much earlier But To call a turkey up all you need is you know or (laughs) exactly but like this past year so I actually killed my first two gobblers this past this past season and it you know I had a, a slate call and a box call and i can't do anything complicated by any stretch of the imagination yet but still found success you know what i mean and i think as far as stepping into the outdoors in general turkey hunting is a good way to do that Mm -hmm. because you don't you don't have to have you know you blew your trumpet beautifully but you don't have to do that to kill a turkey right you know and uh Actually, the this past season called both both of the gobblers up myself just with yelps. I can't do the complicated stuff, you know. <laughs>
1: That's all you need. Everybody, they overcomplicate it. You just uh, one of the
0: best turkey hunters I know. Is this mine, by the way? Oh, that is yours. Are yeah. you shitting yeah. me, yeah. dude? If I'd known this, I'd started a podcast so much <laughs> earlier. <laughs> That's beautiful, dude. Thanks so much. That's awesome.
1: And one of the best turkey
0: hunters I know uh, hunts right up
1: here behind your old house up on this hill. And he uses a mouth call and a shotgun. Really? Now he'll carry... He's got a few of my calls. I've made him a few. And he'll he'll use a scratch box and he tries a trumpet, but he... A mouth call and a shotgun. What
0: makes him so good?
1: Knowing, knowing the land and knowing the turkeys.
0: So, when you approach an area like that's behind my house. I mean it's just mountains for days, right? When you let's say you're talking a twenty five year old you that's just getting into turkey hunting and is gonna go back here behind the house where do, what do you say to yourself?
1: Hmm. It'd be hard to start. <laughs> yeah. Stop calling <laughs> <laughs> stop calling that's when you start killing turkeys yeah yeah I don't know if a call maker needs to say that but uh, I mean that's what kills turkeys
0: yeah yeah yeah. you think that's where a lot of people go wrong calling too much
1: yeah definitely definitely what's your I, I learned the hard way when I figured that out I was I was actually setting a blind up to take my son the next day I had a lease down in Gordon County and I heard a bird gobble while I was setting the blind up and I thought, well, hey, well, let's try. Yahtzee. So I went and sat down, Uh, yelped again. He gobbled every time I yelped. But I was sitting on the edge of a clear cut and it was actually on an adjacent property. And I could see the ridge he was coming down a hundred yards away. And he topped that ridge, every time I'd call, he'd swell up and strut in place for five eight minutes put on a show yeah of course you take a hundred yards and he walks five yards stops and struts every time you call that's gonna take a long time right that turkey wasn't gobbling i might have got up and left yeah but uh, i learned right there to just if he gobbles just shut up (laughs) i did And, and let him come
0: and uh I guess it's a sign of the Times more than anything, but when you started, you're having to put your head in anything that you can read and everything like that. Yeah, yeah. I jumped on YouTube and you know just started cramming that way because I'm the same way. I'll get obsessed with something and at some point, at some point, it wasn't even fun.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's work. It was work. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I told it like yeah. my wife, Emily, I'm getting up well before daylight and <laughs> like I'm going not because I'm looking forward to going turkey hunting, it's because I was starting this and I'll be damned if I don't to Right, kill a turkey.
1: right, right, right.
0: But you know, kinda starting that way I don't know, it, it kind of and I forget where I was going with the, the story in general, but going back to that period, like it's, it's so much more, and, and you're seeing pictures of everybody killing Turkey too, you know, but I think that was one of my problems very early on. Oh, I remember I was going with it watching the YouTube videos. uh, And it was on one of those. It wasn't a specific video that I selected so much as they were just playing, but it ended up on this, this older man, and he said that patience has killed more birds than any call, and that really registered with oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah, You know, because everything that I had done to a point, you know, the, the people that I were that I was hunting with, it was just running gun all the time, and I can't tell you how many times we would call and then start moving and then run into the bird.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: You know, and so you do learn the hard way a lot of times. But when that would happen, I would hear that guy's voice in my head. Patience kills more birds than than any call, you know. Yeah. And that happened so many, many times.
1: An- another ten minutes. is what I always tell myself. Yeah. When I'm sitting there, you know, just, we're ready to go. Another ten minutes. Yeah. Just because uh, they come in silence sometimes, and, and you just they just pop pop right in front of you. Right.
0: <laughs> so. With your calls, how can somebody find your calls? How, how can somebody get one?
1: I just have to get on my webpage, agtrumpets.com or, or Facebook and message me or text me. Of course, I run, right now, I'm about 11 months behind. 11
0: Lunch. months behind.
1: So you have to get on a list. <laughs> Dude,
0: that's incredible. 11 months behind
1: how do you catch up I don't (laughs) (laughs) I have to quit body working (laughs) do it all the time
0: Uh, so as far as somebody let's say Tyler he's been videoing this whole this whole podcast he's heard the stories Uh, where should somebody start if they're looking to get into turkey hunting
1: uh, what do you mean with calls or just in general
0: in general uh and I think part of the problem is people not knowing where they can hunt right
1: right right uh, there's there's turkeys on every, just about every piece of public land in georgia that's why I you always get messages I always talk to people from out of state where can I go so i just just pick some public land they're everywhere yeah you know, there's more and less here and there and the pressure that's where you got to find whether there's less precious pockets yeah, that's why you
0: get tight lipped
1: yeah yeah that's it that is exactly, that's, that's why exactly you're right.
0: here so you can hunt behind my house that's
1: exactly right <laughs> <laughs> i need some uh an easement <laughs> Dude,
0: it's uh from the time that we've been here which is a few months now we've uh we've seen a number of bear we got a lot of bear back here um i actually had uh a block target I would just sit at 40 yards from the porch, you know, and, you know, every evening during the summer, I just, you know, fling a, a few arrows. Uh, walk out one morning, target's gone. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I was like, damn, bear. So I walked back there, and I had a blocked target, and he had carved this thing into tiny chunks. It was like 100 <laughs> tiny chunks, five yards from where I had placed it. But we got a ton of bear, we, we've seen some turkey, seen some deer, but far more bear than anything. Yeah,
1: that's the whole mountain. Let's, let's cover that with well.
0: them. This episode of the Horny Deer Sense Podcast is brought to you by AccuFIRE Technologies. Now, if you're not familiar with AccuFIRE, you definitely need to check these guys out. They're known for their Noctus V1 HD day and night infrared digital Rifle Scope. The scope is is absolutely ridiculous. Probably my favorite part of it is the display. It's not like a traditional scope. It it almost looks like a mini television screen. But even outside of the day-night vision capabilities, with the mini SD card, you can record audio and sound directly onto the scope. So you can video your hunts that way. You can actually stream that to your phone as well. There's just too much to cover, but you can check these guys out at www.acufiretech.com. So this past year was my first year, uh, that I actually killed a gobbler, right? So I had this, and I know people, some people frown on ground blinds, but I had a ground blind where the roof, uh, had, you know, it didn't have a roof. I had you know, for for a while standing up. I'm overlooking this field and I had cut some of the field down, you know, to give a, a, a good area to attract them, you know, to come into and feed and whatnot. And I'm, it, it was an afternoon hunt and two Jakes had come into the field. You know, I, I caught them in. Well, eventually they come up to my decoys and eventually move on, right? Well, I told my wife, that I'd pick up dinner that night so I'm like yeah I'll leave it I'll leave it at five I promise <laughs> <It> didn't happen <laughs> but I tell her I'll, I'll leave it at five so five o'clock rolls around I step out into the field to grab my decoys when I do I look to my right and those two Jake's that I had caught in were feeding about 40 50 yards away I'm like oh shit so I turn around and luckily both of their heads were down. I mean, it was just luck. Both of their heads were down. You know, the grass was a couple three feet tall and they didn't see me. So I hopped back in and they worked their way back out to the field. Again, I'm a beginning Turkey hunter. So I start, you know, playing with different calls. Like, so, you know, what can I do to get a, get a response? At some point, I hear a hen behind me responding I'm like oh shit I got a hen coming in so I keep calling you know, I'm I'm hitting it and she's pissed she's you know she, she's chirping back a few minutes go by I'm in this ground blind and there's like a an old logging road behind me I'm sitting there there's no top on the blind right and all of a sudden I start hearing I'm like, what the hell is that? that and you like... feel it too? Oh no, yeah. hey, yeah. you can yeah. physically feel it. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that sounds like a UFO or something. Like that's literally I'm... like I, I couldn't. I, and then it hit me, all the stories that I'd heard about the drumming. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> this gobbler's right behind, and when I say right behind me, Anthony, I mean like ten. Y- not even 10 yards. Oh, Lord. I'm talking maybe 30 feet. About 10 yards.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Carry the two. Yeah. Hey, yeah, 20 yeah. feet. Right. We'll say 20 right. feet.
0: It definitely was. You know, it was close is what I'm trying to say. Well, I'm hearing this and I'm like, oh, shit. This gobbler's right behind me. Like, literally right behind me. So, I'm sitting there and I'm hearing a... And then it got to the point. I'm like, I'm just gonna have to take a chance Are you here. Standing up? I stood up. Luckily, when I stood up, he was walking away from me, and I ended up get dude. I killed my first two gobblers this past spring. Both have them. Both of them had eleven or ten plus inch beards on them. Like, right, and I killed them within three days. I killed one one day. Didn't go to the second. Went to the third. And those were my first two gobblers. Oh wow! Yeah, dude. No, hey, I think I'm gonna quit. <laughs> Actually, I was gonna quit till you gave me that call, Bastard's Beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah, you, you have to go back. So you had a
0: story that you want to tell me about? I didn't want to do it when the mic wasn't right
1: on. Oh yeah, the, uh, yeah, the first gobble I got out of a trumpet. Uh, me and my uncle Steve were over at John's Mountain. It was during the week. Usually at John's, well, we'll do some walking, try to get away from the road. But it was during the week, there wasn't nobody there. <clears throat> So we were kind of hunting from the road before work and didn't hear nothing. You know, first light, it was done daylight. The same deal when I killed my first turkey. You started hitting every call you got, you know, going through everything in your vest. Nothing. Hot. And I just started playing the trumpet. I hit that trumpet and five turkeys gobbled. I'm talking about- you
0: hit a, everything.
1: Yeah, everything. And five turkeys gobbled. We, we, we were literally standing on the pavement. On that public ground, so it 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 gets pressure right there. Oh, absolutely! Within thirty minutes, we had a turkey at thirty-five yards. Wow! I missed him, (laughs) but we 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 caught one in with with the
0: trumpet. Where did you get this trumpet?
1: Uh, That would have been (coughs) Joe Slayton. I got my first trumpet from Joe Slayton.
0: Was that the moment that it hit you that you Uh needed to start making them?
1: Well, no, no. Uh, Simon, buddy, Simon Bishop. You know you know Simon? I graduated with Simon. Oh, okay, okay. Simon started making pot calls. Okay. And uh, he, he, he knows I like to tinker. And he kept telling me, you know, come up here. You you, you love this. I'm like, man, I don't care nothing about making no turkey calls. I just like killing them.
0: <laughs> but you were turkeying at the time. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. killing Oh,
1: yeah. And uh, finally, I went up there and I made a striker. And while I was turning that striker, I thought... I'm gonna start making trumpets
0: (laughs) so that's a pretty big leap
1: I got a got a lathe and got some bits and started drilling
0: I would having you know killed a couple of gobblers now I would say that it's incredibly gratifying to kill one with a call that you actually made Oh yeah
1: yeah definitely
0: there's not a ton of people that can actually say that right and it's one thing to make a box call don't get me wrong. That's exquisite. I absolutely love it. That shit right there, dude. I still can't believe you did that.
1: Yeah, I enjoy making them. It's incredible. Of course, the main thing is the sound. I mean, they can be pretty, you know, but... Right. I got to kill the turkey.
0: <laughs> it is pretty. You, know, Honestly, it's almost too pretty to use.
1: I, I hear that a lot. I'm like, no, no, hunt with it, please. That's what she said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I think what really... So one, the fact that you are from around here and do what you do, I think that's awesome. You know, when, when we decided that we were going to create a podcast, you were one of the first people that came to mind. And I I love the fact that this doesn't have to be a a Zoom remote podcast. It's, you know, you're a few minutes up the road. You can actually come over here, you know, hang out and do it with us. But the fact that you stumbled into this later in life, I love starting this podcast like that. So I think there's a lot of people out there that, if they had the right exposure, you know, maybe they would, you know, step into it, experiment a little bit. But there are people that literally just jump in head first and it's like, let's let's figure out what this is all about.
1: There are a lot of people that that start, I guess they they think they gotta have somebody to show them, but you don't. I mean, you just. You, you can trial it and error yeah
0: man i made a bunch of it,
1: it's a big curve but
0: it's a huge curve
1: but it it's always helps if you got a killer to show you
0: yeah in turkey hunting particularly for for an animal that that has a brain the size of a marble it is so much more difficult than i ever gave it credit for
1: his, his, I think, his instinct keeps him alive I think more than th- smart. Th-
0: it, that's the only explanation. Yeah,
1: because you know a deer is curious, right? You know, a little bit. Yeah. A turkey reacts. Yeah. You know something's off. He's gone. Yeah, he's not going to hang around. <laughs> <laughs> no. As soon as you said
0: that, I had like a film rolling in my head of, of all the times I've messed up. <laughs> well, Anthony. I feel like we put a pretty good dent in it, and I definitely want you to come back once we get closer to turkey season. Oh yeah! But as far as our first podcast, I can't think of anybody that I'd rather have started off with. So I really do appreciate you taking the time out to come do this with me.
1: Oh, thanks for having me. I've enjoyed it,
0: and I'm really, <laughs> I I'm really stoked about my new call. <laughs> yeah,
1: you needed the grunt call, but. Uh, you can use
0: that box it's I awesome. do I, I do want a grunt call but I hope the people that see this on YouTube uh, can actually see and appreciate just the craftsmanship that goes into this because it's absolutely ridiculous well,
1: I appreciate
0: it and I also hope my wife realizes that I was joking when I said <laughs> yeah, this makes it worth it all, <laughs> uh-huh. all right Anthony We'll catch you up soon, brother. Thanks again.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you, Scott.
0: Thanks so much for checking out the very first episode of the Horny Deer Sense podcast. I want to thank Anthony again for taking the time to come over here and hang out with us. If you're interested in seeing some of his custom calls, you can find those at agetrumpets.com. We've got some really exciting guests lined up without giving too much away. It'll definitely be some names that you're familiar with. So hopefully you come back and hang out with us again soon. Thank you.